Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 112 of Lesbians Who Write. This week's topic is Haters Gonna Hate, The Ongoing Fight. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the woman without an ounce of hate in her body, T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B., how are you today? Interesting you say I don't have any hate because I was going to say, man, I'm really fucking hating my allergies. (laughs) (laughs) There you go, you're allowed to hate allergies, as long as you don't, you know, hate other people. Because hate is a strong, it's a strong thing, isn't it? It is, but man, my allergies have been driving me crazy the past couple days. I am so over spring. And we haven't even had a real spring yet, so, but I'm over it. But other than that, um, well, let's see what's going on in my little world. L- tell me. I'm on the edge of my seat. Do you remember when I gave you some advice about moving your up- can- upcoming editing date because you had to take some time off for a family emergency? Yep. Okay, I don't have a family emergency, but I clearly have an emergency on my hand. <laughs> what was the fucking book I can't get out? <laughs> Well, there was two in the running. I'm assuming it's the uh, Miracle Girl. Yes, JJ. Thank you. Man. I'm here I, to help. I, yeah, thank you. Can you just write it for me now? No problem. <laughs> Clearly I can't. I took my own advice and I moved the editing date, so I gave myself an extra month on it. So hopefully, I mean, I'm still tapping out the words on it, but it's still going slow. But I wanted to give my myself some time to deal with the resistance that clearly is going on in my head. So that meant um, last week I ended up taking a couple days off at the spur of the moment. I got up one day and was like, no, I'm not doing it today. So it was completely unplanned. I mean, giving it a lot of thought, obviously. And I think this so many things are getting to me right now. A, I've been working a lot since, you know, I got better. We're in more than a year into this pandemic and people are still being weird about it. We're coming up on the year anniversary of when I got really sick. And I think that's kind of freaking me out a bit. Um, we have a lot of shit happening in the U.S. We got, you know, mass shootings, police terrorizing people of color, hate crimes, and just overall fucked upness in this country. And I think I think I'm, my brain is just not handling everything very well. I, th- I think you do just need some time off, so it's good that you're taking some time off. Because, I, you know, I was listening to a really good podcast about this today, and I'm gonna we're going to do this as a topic in an upcoming podcast. What was the topic? Are you just going to leave a teaser there and not tell me? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I, haven't quite wor- I haven't quite worked out how to word it. You don't want to workshop it live? All right. That's no. Right. I'll respect that. I'll respect that. So, um, yeah. So when I ended up taking time off, I logged off my computer. I stayed in since it's been windy as fuck. That's another thing that's driving me crazy. The wind here is just insane. And then um, I just read on the couch. I curled up under my electric blanket. Unfortunately, I forgot to post a, um, a guest post on iHeart last week, which was supposed to go up on Friday, and I didn't realize until Saturday when I logged back into my computer, but the author was extremely understanding, which I truly appreciate. I didn't mean to do that. And I'll be taking more time off over the next few weeks um, just to deal with everything. But I do have some work news besides the fact that I'm not working. But um, in audiobook news, The Love Project, which was co-written by with uh, Miranda McLeod and narrated by Laurie Prince is pending approval in ACX. 
So it's entered the ACX rigmarole. So I'm taking bets. When will it go live? Do you have, I click the approval button on April 17th. Do you have an estimate of when it will go live? They're being pretty quick at the moment. So I think, I think within a week. It's already been a week though. No, no, no. Within a week from now. Okay. So you're saying like the end of like around May 7th. Yes. All right. We'll see if you're right. We'll, we'll have to update everybody because, um, I'm not as hopeful, but I haven't submitted one lately. You you submitted one recently with uh, Claire Story narrating, right? Yes, uh, I will. Uh, yes, I can tell you now. I can tell you in my update. Oh, uh, well, well, it's time for your update because I really don't have much to update <laughs> because I'm not working. Okay. Uh, yes, so on to my uh, The Long Weekend. That's what it's called. I submitted that, I think, on the 29th of March. And it was it was just like submitted, 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 and then it went straight to sale. So I never had even had a going to retail. It just went straight to sale, and so it took just over three weeks. So actually, okay. what they say on their blurb is actually true. So I was quite surprised. And even Claire Story, who who uh, narrated it, she messaged me and said, "Wow, that was quick." And I was like, "I know." So I've got another one pending at the moment, and we'll see how long that is. But that. I was quite surprised and pleased. So yes, that is um, often running the long weekend, often running at the races. I really hope they can get their stuff um, taken care of because a, it impacts us as, you know, impacts authors and narrators, but can you imagine working for them? It's got to be a stressful environment because they're dealing with angry people all day long. Yeah. It can't be a fun work environment. No. And I feel for them because <laughs> I don't think it's this the average employees, I think it's something's wrong with the system and they have to deal with all the hate <laughs> yeah just just uh touching on the acx thing as well um you know they've put up now how many books uh, that you're getting returned and i don't know if you've done the numbers so i crunched my numbers so i am getting uh well they've only done it since january so since january i've had six percent of my books returned which is a significant ish enough number you know so, um, have you crunched your numbers since January? I haven't crunched the numbers, but um, when they started appearing on my dashboard, I was amazed by how many are being returned in that so-called seven-day window. If you want to look at more into this, there's a, I think there was a group called Audible Gate or something. Basically, the, the scandal of ACX just letting people return um, their audiobooks and then authors getting charged for them. So okay. there's also Lindsay Baroka. If you look her up, she's like a star of the indie world. And she's got like 50 plus books right out. Uh, and she's got as many audiobooks. And she was saying that the amount of audiobooks being returned and also, you know, book seven, eight, nine in a series if you have been reading that series, you know that you don't like it by then. So she said that she can see them going through and just returning it. And similar with me, I can see it, um, you know, some book fives and book six in the London Romance series. So it is annoying because people are playing the system. But there you go. I'll get off my soapbox now. Wait, wait a minute. I said, is it, now I'm questioning myself because I said in the seven day window they have time to return. Is it seven days or ten days? Think seven. Seven, yeah, because I also, when I was looking at the returns on my um, dashboard, I noticed, like, every Lizzie book, like, I mean, there's, what, eight in the series now that are narrated? Yeah, they're just fucking with us, and it's, on one hand, I try not to get upset about it, but on the other hand, like, come on, you're, you're, you're pretty much stealing for not just the author, but also the narrator if they did a royalty share, so yeah. you're hurting people's bottom line, and it's just wrong. Yeah. Anyway, back to my week. So... I have uh, finished my second draft of my of um, Hot London. No, not Hot London Nights. That's out. Big London Dreams. Yay! Toot toot! Toot toot! 
I finished the second draft and then my final stage is to send it to my Kindle and then read it as a reader when I've done it and then I make notes. So I've got um, 567 notes, which is about half the course, but I also got sunburnt. So on Friday, <laughs> uh, it was it was dragging like, you know, some days you're proofing and you think, oh God, this is all shit. Uh, why am I even doing this for a living? I'm a terrible, terrible uh, author. The story doesn't flow, blah, 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 blah. That was Wednesday, Thursday. Friday, it was quite nice here. It was 17 degrees, which is, uh, you know, sort of nearly 60 for you. No, over 60 for you people over there in, in the US. So I thought, well, you know what? I'm going to change up my environment, see if that helps. I smashed through 70%, read 70% of my book and made all the notes as well. So, you know, it's not just reading it. Uh, in the, I sat in the garden and um, burnt my arms. Because <laughs> it was that, I was out there all morning and I, I think it lulled me into a full sense of security because I've got like moisturiser on my face and neck. So, I'm, so that's protected. And I had jeans and a t-shirt on, but my arms got quite sunburnt in a... So I've got a, a chav tan, as we call it. So a, what a chav tan, a, t a chav tan, like a t-shirt mark and a, oh, a, a we neck call mark. Farmers, there you go. Farmers tan or something. Yeah. Okay. So uh, yeah, so I've got some burnt, but I finished the uh, second draft, so I'm very pleased with that. Uh, and now I'm on to the third. I'm going through the notes. I'm about halfway through the notes, so I'm hoping to get it off to a first reader by this time next week. So that's really good because yes, like you, I did give myself. Um, I think I gave myself another six weeks on the deadline. Um, um, but I do hope to get it done before the deadline so that um, I can get on with the next thing. It would be nice. I mean, I can't wait to get to this stage with JJ. I don't know if I'm going to. You will. But, um... You will. It's hard to see at <laughs> the moment. Be... I know, but you will. Because I think I had this with, with this book because I got, you know, held up. And then, you know, I had probably at least a month where I was just not really working on it. And it's just and, and then it built up in your head. It builds up the more you don't do it. So, but you just have to get through it. You get through this little bit, and then it'll all become a bit more clear. Uh, the horizon will clear, TB. Don't you worry. It's also we're recording this in Lesbian Visibility Week. So, hurrah for Lesbian Visibility Week! Here we are. Excellent. <laughs> we're being visible. Yes. <laughs> And we should have, you know, said this on the last one because this one comes out the week after. But you know, we, we were here, we were, we were here, we were queer. Uh, so I did a little video for Lesbian Visibility Week on my socials this week, and I'm doing a, a few bits and bobs. So that's cool. And the other exciting thing is we went out for dinner, TB. Um, I know I sent you a, a picture of it, and you went, "Are you inside?" No, no, we were on an outside terrace. <laughs> But it does look like I'm inside because there's a door of the restaurant opposite, like behind me. So, but anyway, I wasn't. I wasn't inside TV. I know I'd get told off by you if I was inside. <laughs> but they had this terrace so well done uh, that we we were underneath like a quite a nice heater. I took my coat off outside on a Saturday night in London. Amazing. Wow. Wow. So and the food was delicious, and all the staff remembered us because we like this restaurant, so we get there quite often. I was, it was funny because when I asked her, you outside, because I just um, read a couple days ago an article, it was breaking down, like, what was it that Boris introduced during the summer? Like, you guys could go to a restaurant and you get money for eat, it? Eat out to help out. Yeah, they were they were trying to break down, was that part of the reason why you, you guys had such a bad surge? <laughs> I imagine. I imagine it was. Then you sent me that photo and I was like, do not learn! <laughs> I did really nearly get told off by TV, everyone. But then she then she pulled back. I was like, I was outside. She's like, mm. But anyway, yes. Yeah, so that was very exciting this week. Got out 
to dinner in in a proper restaurant on a really nice terrace. And oh wait, are you fully vaxxed now? No, I, I get my second vaccination in June, I think. Oh, June, okay. Wait, it, I'm getting my second one before you? Well, you have to wait 11 weeks. Oh, well, ours is only four weeks. There you go. Wow, so you got a while. You got you, a while yet. You got the dolly one. Everything about it is better. <laughs> Vaccine, 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 vaccine. I can't help it. It was the one they had. <laughs> I made an appointment. That's what they said. I, mean, I didn't really. Everything, I just it out. Everything about it is better. It's got a bit of dolly and you get it four week in, you know, both doses in four weeks. Let's get on to comments. Comment monitor. What you got? All right. We got quite a few comments today because uh, a lot of people waited on the Lady Bits uh, episode, which I believe was, what, 109? Mm-hmm. There was a lot of a lot of love for Lady Bits. <laughs> so <laughs> Kathy said that the uh, episode was hysterical, and Kathy wished uh, she could have seen my face. So I was probably turning quite red. Joni emailed me, and she uh, has said that she has faithfully listened to the Lesbians Who Write and loved the Lady Bits episode, but she did notice that um, you did a lot of the talking, and she imagined my face was just permanently red, which probably, probably was true. I can guarantee, yes, it was, Joan. All right, and Mira weighed in and said, this is one of our funniest episodes. <laughs> Mira said, slight coarseness. Coarseness is always better than flowery language. The worst term Mira has ever run into was weeping love canal. I don't even know what that is supposed to mean. I, I saw that and I was just like, good, good Lord. Weeping love canal. <laughs> I mean, nobody ever write that, okay? I mean, that just puts this, such the wrong image in my head of that area of... <laughs> All right, let's I move on. Crashing on, TV. Crashing on. <laughs> Wait, you don't want to keep breaking down the weeping love canal. No. <laughs> oh, now you're turning red. <laughs> All right. Donna provided us some uh, other descriptive words for Lady Bits. Are you ready for some of them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, we got sugar bowl, honey pot, <laughs> tried and true pussy, Juice box and finally orange blossom. Okay. Speechless. <laughs> Claire is speechless. <laughs> Juice box. I mean, no, just no. <laughs> you know, everyone has their own jam. <laughs> yeah, everyone has their own jam. So I'm not going to say anything. And then Yvonne weighed in and said, What fun. Um, totally enjoyed our discussion for Lady Bits. And um, Yvonne personally is more comfortable with the terms clit, lips, slick nub and nubbin and then Yvonne suggested some words for uh breast but um we're gonna save that for the next one because oddly enough we scheduled a boob talk yes <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking forward to the boob talk and then uh lastly on the lady bits episode we had a comment from Ree who said uh Ree laughed so hard and almost wet her pants so we, that seems to be an issue where we we either someone gets almost injured in the gym while laughing or they wet their pants should we stop being funny? Yeah, let's try and do that. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work very well. Anyways, um, crashing on, we had some comments on Twitter. Yondi is thrilled that we created a Twitter account because it's easier to follow and review episodes. So sorry it took us so long, but we're finally up and running <laughs> on Twitter. Liz Kelly loves the podcast and started listening about a week ago and is now binging. MJ is catching up um, on our episodes and particularly enjoyed episode 109, which is the Lady Bits. So, Lady Bits was uh, 
rockets. They are. Before, before I get to the buy me a coffee section, do you have any comments on your end? I do. Um, I got one in from my nephew. <laughs> he got in contact about the Lady Bits episode. <laughs> well, this might this might go into a weird, creepy zone. I know. <laughs> So my nephew, I should say, he's not five, he's like nearly 40. He says he might have blushed, and I think that's probably because, uh, you know, hearing his auntie say the word cunt, but sorry Richard, there I go again with my potty mouth. But um, do keep listening, and um, hello. I think um, we should have had a drinking contest to that one. How many times did you say cunt? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so now we're moving on to buy me a coffee. Just a refresher, we put a little fancy button on the website that if you appreciate what we do and you want to help contribute to our costs, you can go to the website and click on the nice shiny yellow button and buy us a coffee and it's much appreciated. So this week we had Tammy, Anya, and Joni buy us a coffee and Tammy wrote um, that uh, Tammy enjoys the banter between us and Anya loves the podcast. So we greatly appreciate the support. So thank you very much. Yes, we do. All right, let's get on to the topic at hand, which is haters gonna hate. Now, we don't like to bring up um, hate in the uh, community, and especially not in um, lesbian fiction or queer fiction as a whole, but it is there every day. And some people just um, make it their life's work to do it. So, TB, do you want to uh, introduce this one? Because this was uh, a idea from you. Yes, I came up with this idea when I was on Twitter last week, and I noticed a, t- uh, a tweet from Bryce Oakley about her book, The Adventurers, and um, one of the characters in the story is non-binary and uses they, them, their pronouns, and she got a one-star review from a reviewer, and can I just read the one-star review? It's no longer up on Amazon, but someone took a screenshot. Well, I'm just going to read the head the headline of this reel. If you really want to be non-gender specific, use it. Can we just stop for a second? <laughs> I mean, why would that person think that was the appropriate word for a human being? It. Yeah, I don't think they really get it. Uh, you know, no, using it for person is never okay. No, it was. It, but unfortunately, the hate didn't stop there which is why we decided to discuss this. That um, it's We're assuming that reviewer also went through uh, Bryce Oakley's book and flagged every use of the they, them, their pronoun to Amazon saying that it was a typo. And when you get enough um, flags on a book for typos, Amazon threatens to take it down. So considering the person took the time to go through the entire book, like, I don't understand... A, who has this much time? And B, why would you sit down and do it? I mean, is this another form of hate speech and another way of trying to, I don't know, control something they're afraid of? Is that it? Um, yeah. I mean, like you said, it, it, does, it would take a, a lot of time and effort to go through a book and flag every use of a, a different pronoun for, an, I'm assuming this character was a non-binary character. That would, I mean, it's, it's a lot of time. Uh, but some people are clearly just a bit hell-bent on doing uh, this. It's not, it's not brilliant, but the outcome was better, wasn't it? Because I think a lot of uh, authors got together and reported it as a as a hate crime, and then uh, Amazon took the review down, I believe, right? 
Yeah, a lot of us, because if you see a review that is um, against Amazon policy, which, you know, you can't discriminate and you can't be hateful. At first, when a lot of authors were flagging it, um, Amazon first responded, said that it was just an honest opinion. But then I think enough, not just authors, readers were um, chiming in on Twitter as well and um, reported it as abuse. And Amazon finally took it down. But this one, this one hits close to home. For me, because just a little background about my coming out experience. Um, I came out in Colorado during the early 90s, and this was when Colorado was just a hotbed for hatred against the LGBTQIA community. Um, When I was a freshman in college, so 18, 19 years old, um, they had an Amendment 2 on the uh, 1992 ballot, which basically legalized hate. You could deny someone a place to live, like you can deny someone to rent from one of your places if if they were um, gay, you could fire someone for it. And this this measure actually passed in Colorado. And when I was attending classes in Colorado, every day on the quad during the free speech hour was a bunch of this hateful signs, people screaming in our faces. It was just a, a terrible, terrible time. And then I was also living in Fort Collins when Matthew Shepard was attacked in Wyoming where he was pistol whipped and tied to a fence and left to die in Wyoming. And then he was medevaced to um, the hospital in Fort Collins. I stood outside his window for a vigil. Um, if if you don't know the Matthew Shepard story, he did end up dying. Uh, it was a very, it took a few days and um, his poor family and his friends but it was just another thing our community in Fort Collins had to deal with. After that, I think it was the homecoming parade in Fort Collins. One of the fraternities tried to make a joke about it and had like a Matthew Shepard scarecrow tied to a um, fence. And then we had the whole Fred Phelps coming to Fort Collins, who is, oh, I forget what church, he's just a crazy, angry, hateful man. So this hate hits home. For me, because it, it brings back so many terrible memories from my coming out experiences. And it seems the new battle in the U.S., at least, I don't know what is, what's going on in the rest of the world, but it's against the trans community and non-binary community. And I'm here to say I'm with you guys, and we're going to fight it. We are. But I am with everyone. If you've experienced hate, I am so sorry because I know how much it hurts. And I always say this, and I know it's so naive, but I just don't understand why we can't get along. We're all human beings. Why can't we fucking get along? I would say as well, though, um, just getting back to the actual the pronoun, the whole pronoun thing. Now, reading non-binary characters, um, it is a bit of well, the first time it happens, the first time you do it, um, it is a bit of a is a bit of a wrench, and it takes your brain uh, a little bit of time to get used to it. Um, I know m- the first time I read it in a, a lesbian romance novel was uh, G. Benson's Who'd Have Thought. And uh, I think one of her, not the main characters, but a side character, was non-binary. I think it was one of the lead characters um, shared a flat with her. Shared a flat with them. There you go. You see, uh, and but it's just not what it's just not what your brain's used to, right? But you do get used to it. Um, it does take a little bit of time when you first read it, but you do get used to it, and and then you learn, and then mm-hmm. you you grow and you change. Um, and clearly, that's what this reader was not prepared to do. Uh, this reader just was actually took a very bigoted stance towards it um, and that is what it is plain and simple um, and I think as well it's it's a funny thing isn't it because it's a, it's a generational th- like language changes all the time as we said before and so and it can be um, 
a generational thing too. You know, as we've said before, it's odd for us growing up, we wanted to reclaim the word dyke. Uh, and now young, younger sort of uh, millennials and generation Z, Gen Z, don't call themselves dykes at all. Uh, but it's just, but we do, and it's not offensive to us. So it's just kind of like language changes all the time. The world we're living in now is a very progressive world in one way, but a very regressive world in another way. Uh, but taking time to go through and call out each and every time that a non-binary character uses the word, you know, terms they and them is absolutely ridiculous. And it is, um, you know, it is, a form of hatred, sadly, and a little bit like One Star Charles as well, uh, who is, if you don't know about One Star Charles, he is a reviewer who goes around all the um, lesbian fiction books, I don't know about gay and just queer overall, but all the lesbian fiction books apparently, and One Stars all the books on Goodreads in an attempt, basically again, to suppress and silence minority voices. I don't know, I've never actually seen any of my books one starred by Charles, but I'm assuming that they all are. But that's mainly because I don't really go on Goodreads very much. <laughs> uh, but have your yeah. books been one starred by Charles? I, like you, have decided my life is much better by staying off of Goodreads. Mm. I mean, I go on and I get the um, link for the books so people who want to review it on Goodreads can. And I know on some levels Goodreads is a very... Um, like, some people really enjoy the community there. I used to a, a long time ago. But there are too many people like One Star Charles who just like to promote divisiveness. Yes. They don't really understand that the whole purpose of Goodreads is for readers to come together and chat about books and not have like throwdowns about like, I don't know, anything that they disagree with. But One Star Charles, I think one of the things he likes to do a lot is he likes to find that um, books that are relatively new, new authors or ones that are for pre-order and then he one stars them. So like, if if a reader goes to it and there's only like one star there, like it discourages them right out of the gate because other people haven't had time to go and um, put actual reviews in and um, yeah. offer honest opinions. Yes. But um, I don't know. He may have hit me by one star. The people like one star Charles and the people like this person who did the review, which I don't know. I don't know if they're the same person. They have way too much hate inside them like i i feel sorry for them yeah and it is a reflection on them and on your book but when you when you have taken the time to write a book <laughs> it is quite dispiriting uh, to get a one star review out of the gate um as i said i don't really check uh, i don't really look at goodreads but it's happened to me on amazon and uh, it's been very um upsetting i always think if i haven't got anything if i haven't got anything good to say about something i just don't say anything um, and that is a better way to live by but there'll always be these people out there but I think um, kudos to uh, Bryce for flagging Bryce Oakley the author uh, of the uh, book that got this terrible review um, for flagging it and then hurrah for the lesbian readers and writers community who who rallied round and got Amazon to take it down so justice prevailed in the end but we just have to all be um, I guess aware right we've had these bad I wouldn't even say they're bad reviews, they're hateful reviews, right? Let's call them what they are. We've had them um, where people say, oh, this book's a bit gay. Or this, you know, it's there's there's a few too many lesbians. It would be all right if you didn't have so many lesbians in it. Um, I don't know what drives these people, but they're always going to be out there. So it's always going to be something we, we are fighting against. Yeah, I think this was the first time I'd seen a reviewer coming after non-binary and characters and they and them pronouns. It's a, it's a, it's a new one, but I'm sure it'll happen again. I haven't read a book with uh, they them pronouns yet, but I I, I, I will. I've 
training yeah. of the brain. But it's not hard. No. Just go with it. Yeah. <laughs> Just let it flow. <laughs> Does it really affect your day? No. So, um, you know, just respect what um, everybody wants to be called. It's it's really that simple. Haters going to hate, but we are all going to rise up and defeat the hate, right, TB? We start here on Lesbians You Write. Yeah, absolutely. We're going to um, smash hate. I don't yes. know if that's the right image. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Is that a violent image? For... Maybe we have to hug hate. I don't know. But then I don't, I don't really want to hug the uh, people... The, the keyboard warriors behind these uh, reviews and, and one stars. <laughs> well, that's the deal, isn't it? Because they, they get to do it anonymously. Yeah. And so they get to be hateful and not have to do it in public. And there's that danger of when you, you strip out the consequences. Like if you stand on a sidewalk and start screaming these things, um, people will know it's you. But when you get to do it anonymously, your, your, your terrible demons just come out. Let us know what you think on this topic. It's a bit more of a serious one we've gone this this week. But don't worry, next week we're going to bring lightness and brevity. Email us, lesbianswhowrite at gmail.com. Comment on the website, www.lesbianswhowrite.com. Twitter us, at leswhowrite. Facebook, Instagram yes. me. And if you like what we do and you want to support it, uh, you can buy us a coffee by clicking the button on the website. So join us next week when we will be discussing boobs. Well, who doesn't love that? Yeah. Boobs. All right, until then, um, stay safe, keep writing. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Follow us on Twitter at Les Who Write or show us some love on our website by leaving us a comment or buying us a coffee. And sign up to our newsletter while you're there to never miss another episode. Head over to lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave us a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more listeners to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time. Music